Welcome back to our podcast, Happy Dose. This is where me and Satish try to bring you your dose of happiness. Now, Satish, let me ask you this question. How many times do you do something or something happens to you where you get frustrated? A lot of times, man. It happens a lot of time to me. Yeah, man. It happens to me too. And just, you know, a few months ago, I mean, maybe it wasn't even a few months, but let's just say not too long ago, it just seemed like everything in my life was going bad. Um, you know, there was a day where my car wouldn't start, another day when my laptop charger wasn't working, and then, you know, another day where um, a customer was like yelling and going crazy towards me. So it just felt like one thing after another, and it felt like it was just, you know, everything was going bad. Okay, <laughs> that's how I felt. And even thinking about it right now, I'm getting mad. So, um, you know, it's it's just it was a bad time. But just like a few days ago, or let's just say a few weeks ago, I came across a person who had a total opposite view compared to, you know, how we feel in these same situations. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So her name is Joanne Jarrett. And I was listening to her podcast, like just a few days ago and a few weeks ago. And she's telling like the most embarrassing stories or stories where like you and me would be getting frustrated, you know, like I said, like my car wouldn't start things like that. So but she put such a positive spin around it. And she's having such a good time that I had to bring her on this podcast. Because you know, our goal is to spread happiness, spread positivity. That's our mission. So let's not waste any more time. Let's go ahead and introduce Joanne to our podcast. Hi, Joanne. How are you doing today? Hi, Nikesh. I'm great. How are you doing? Thanks for asking. We're doing well, too. So, Joanne, first of all, let's go ahead and give out your credentials. You are a family physician. But when listening to your podcast, Fancy Free, I feel like you're curing or let's say helping people without the medical process. Well, that is such a good point. I hadn't ever really thought about it that way. But yes, one of my favorite things to do when I was practicing medicine was to make people feel better about their situation or more positive about what's actually happening in their lives to kind of give them a different angle to view their circumstances. So yeah, I guess I am. I guess I'm treating people just kind of psychologically and socially instead of medically. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think sometimes we even need to be cured outside, you know, this medical world. And you definitely do that. Anyways, Joanne, what I like the most about you is that you're so positive. And you're positive in these awkward, weird or frustrating situations. And I feel like that's exactly what Happy Dose needs. That's what our listeners want to hear. So when I was listening to your podcast, I came across one of your early episodes where you talk about getting stuck in a dress at like some department store. And you made such like great light of that situation, like the way you told it and everything. It was so funny. It was so great. So do you mind sharing just a little bit of that story, like what happened and how are you able to, you know, share it and laugh about it now? Of course, you know, if anybody is listening and they love the story, 
you can go ahead and check it out on Joanne's podcast. But why don't you just give us a little bit of that story here? Yep. Okay. So we moved from Reno, Nevada to rural Montana a few years ago. And one of my favorite things to do is shop. I love clothes. I love style. But I hadn't had a chance to do that in a while. And also, I had gained a little bit of weight from the stress of the move. My mom told me there's a good sale at Dillard's. I hightailed it down to the tiniest little Dillard's I ever have seen in Missoula, which is our closest city. And I was shopping in the department that I love that is kind of like between the department my mom likes and the department my kids like. It's like fully grown up, but not matronly. And I was looking through a rack of shirts and I noticed suddenly that I was looking at the same shirts that my mom had been wearing that day when she told me about the sale. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm in the old lady section. Not that my mom's an old lady, really. She doesn't even dress like an old lady, but you know, I don't want to dress like my mom per se. So I hung a hard right and I saw this beautiful dress, this kind of chiffon ivory, deep V-neck, a little bit short. And I thought, well, there's something mom definitely wouldn't wear. Let me try it on. So I took it to the fitting room and it was a large, the largest one they had on the rack. I put it on kind of over my clothes because I thought eh, if I like it at initial glance, then I'll really get into it properly. But it was really, really small and I had a hard time getting it off. It wasn't stretchy at all. And I could not get out of it. And suddenly I noticed, oh, there's a zipper. Oh, good. So there was a zipper under my left arm. I unzipped that. I still could not get this dress off over my head, which is the way I had put it on. There was no hope of getting it off down towards the floor. So I had to get the sales lady to help me. She struggled getting that dress off of me. Imagine me standing with my arms above my head like an obedient toddler. And then I'm squatting because I'm kind of tall and she's sort of trying to gather up the fabric and lift it up over my head. And then she says, I can't lift it any higher. I have a bad shoulder. So then I'm squatting even lower. Anyway, she finally frees me from this dress. And I almost asked her, am I your first? Because I thought, I don't. I wonder if this has ever happened to anybody else before, but then I didn't ask her because I was like, I don't think I can handle the answer. I don't want to know. <laughs> I also noticed that there was somebody in the next dressing room. She probably was so giggling to herself. But anyway, then I left and I was sitting in the car thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so mortified. I don't even know how I got out of there. I was kind of in a haze. Well, by the time I went to pick up my daughter and her friend from gymnastics, I was totally amused. I was over the humiliation. I thought it was so funny. So I told my daughter and her friend the story and we're howling with laughter flying down the interstate. And when I got home, I did two things. The first thing I did was I went on Dillard's and I thought, let me just see if that dress comes in an extra large, which it does not. I bought the large anyway. So you guys, I purchased the dress that I could not get out of. Furthermore, I paid shipping for a dress that I had had in my hands a mere hour before. (laughs) So I don't, I mean, explain that. I have no idea why I did it. But anyway, It hangs in my closet to this day, and I'm ever closer to fitting into that gorgeous dress. So it's kind of a motivation. The second thing I did was I wrote a story for it on my blog. I have a women's loungewear line that's been in development, and I've been kind of chronicling that process on my blog. But since the process is somewhat slow, I also write other articles about medicine and parenting and just anything else that occurs to me that my readers might want to hear about. So I wrote a story about how I think We need to be lowering the bar for each other because things like this happen. But I had no idea how often things like this happen to other people. I got so many comments, oh, that happened to me. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, why aren't we telling each other these stories? 
Not only are they funny and fun, but they help us to remember that the people we are looking at as, you know, perfect and have it all together, they probably got stuck in a dress at Dillard's yesterday, right? So it's just something that we should be, I think we should be actively lowering the bar for each other by sharing these stories. And not only does it make us feel better about ourselves, but it creates a bond between the teller and the listener. So I started a podcast where I gave a format for people to tell these stories. And not only do I help people share their stories with the world, but then I also sort of display the connection that occurs from laughing together about these stories and the deep connection that can be made once sort of the formality is chipped away. Oh my God, that is funny. And that is a fun story. And I'm going to remember it next time if I'm ever trying anything on in a department store and it gets stuck. I'm going to think, what would Joanne do? She wouldn't freak out. She would laugh about this. (laughs) Um, But when something embarrassing like this happens or something bad happens to me, like I said earlier, uh, it just affects my mood all day. And, you know, I'm like sad, angry, mad. It's just I can't I can't laugh it off or, you know. You have this happy fun Well, you mood. know, it did. It, it freaked me out at first. You know, it pushed the buttons on all my insecurities. Like, Lord have mercy. I got stuck in the largest dress they have in the department that I love to shop in. That was a little bit hard to take. And then, you know, this, this poor lady who I don't even know. Got, thank God I wasn't commando under there. But this poor lady, I don't even know, has to, you know, help me out of this dress to the point of perhaps re-injuring a bad shoulder. And it was just humiliating. But... I think because I have kind of learned to go through life looking for these funny stories, it does still embarrass me, but I get over it quickly because I start to feel amused. And I learned about this in a couple different places. The first place was at MOPS, which is the Mothers of Preschoolers. It's a Christian organization where mothers who have kids at the preschool age, babies to three or four, go to this twice monthly meeting where there's a potluck and there's a speaker and you sit at the same table with the same 10 women every time for the two semesters. And you really get to know other moms that are in the same stage of life you are. The first time I went to a MOPS meeting, I had just stopped practicing medicine because I just had my first baby. And we all kind of went around the table and introduced ourselves and said, you know, what we did before we had kids. And I kind of saw some of them being maybe impressed or maybe intimidated by the the fact that I am a physician. And I was like, oh, uh -uh, please (laughs) don't be impressed by that. I'm a hot mess on wheels and no better than you for sure. Probably a lot more of a mess than you are. Just because I happened to choose that as my career and did that doesn't mean anything. Mothering has been way harder than any part of my medical training was. So sister, we're in this together. And so I started to kind of notice that I would tell these funny little self-deprecating stories to sort of chip away at that distance between myself and these other women. I don't know if it was perceived only on my side or whether it was on their side, but anyway, it was really fun. And I'm still sort of bonded to a lot of those women to this day. And then another thing that really sort of showed me how fun these stories can be and how fun it would be to look at life through the lens of watching for these amusing stories was I went to a party where... My friend Karen has a whole bunch of friends. She's a friend collector. So she has all these people at this party that don't know each other necessarily. So this was one of those parties where you get a number and then you eat, everyone brings a gift. And then when your number comes up, you either open a gift from under the tree or you can steal a gift that somebody else has already opened. And she said, okay, when your number comes up, introduce yourself, tell everybody how you know me, and then 
I want you to tell your most embarrassing story. I have never laughed harder at a party. I walked in there to 30 acquaintances, some of whom were actually complete strangers, and I felt like I walked out with 30 new girlfriends because I had seen all of their underbellies. One gal told a story about how she was at Home Depot in the morning one morning, had her toddler with her. She had just thrown on a pair of soccer shorts and gone, and then she had to set him down to pay, and he pulled her shorts all the way to the floor. She didn't have anything under him, so she had to bend all the way down to the floor to pull her shorts up. I tell you, I didn't know that woman before that story, but every time I saw her after that, I was like, oh, there she is. Hi, how are you? And I just felt like I knew her on a deeper level and could relate to her. And then randomly, too, I would just giggle about these stories. It was it literally infused my life with random moments of joy because these women were really funny telling these stories. OMG, your stories, they're so funny. Uh, I love them. I love them. Um, my next question is, how are you able to not let these bad things affect you too much? I think the main way to not let those humiliating, embarrassing things affect your mood throughout the entire day is to think about how could you wrap that story and kind of give it as a gift to someone else who may have had something embarrassing happen or someone that you just want to kind of get to know better and maybe you can laugh together about it and then you won't feel so bad about it. I think it's a bit of a skill. I think over time, as we age and have more experiences in the world, we're able to see that we, you know, we do hard or scary things or we have embarrassing things happen to us. And then we realize I didn't, I didn't die. I'm, I'm okay. I can still do the things that I'm good at and people still seem to admire me for those things. Then you realize, okay, everybody has those things and we all are, are, We're tempted to hide them from each other, but I think the quicker you show that to someone else, the more it can diffuse your own embarrassment and create a ripple effect of joy. Okay. Well, I think there's a lot to be learned from there. And just having you on this podcast, I feel like I'm learning a lot too. Uh, But what made you want to share your or your guest stories Um, like these embarrassing stories on your podcast? Well, I wanted to start the podcast because I felt like I was in a unique position to encourage women to tell these stories because I have so many of them. I think every single time I interview a guest, I think of another embarrassing story that's happened to me. And sometimes they make it to the show and sometimes they don't. I actually send out a newsletter once a month with some of the little outtakes of some of my other embarrassing stories that the shows don't have time for. And you can sign up for that at fancyfreepodcast.com. If you scroll all the way to the bottom of the page, put your first name and email address there and you'll be on the newsletter list. I do not send any spam. I send one newsletter a month max. Right now I'm actually late on sending my February newsletter out. And it's just a fun little inbox nugget. There's always exclusive audio and then some statistics about the show and some recaps about which which episode that month was the most popular and some guest updates and fun takeaways from the interviews. Because I have so many of these embarrassing stories and because they tickle my funny bone and because I love a deep connection with a girlfriend. I mean, I just I I love meeting someone and then having meaningful conversation with them and then leaving the conversation with a deeper connection. So I thought, you know, what, I'm just going to start doing this. I started with myself. I told my dress story, my very first episode. I thought, well, if I'm going to ask other people to do this, I'll go first. And then I just started inviting my 
family members and my girlfriends who I knew would have stories to tell, and it kind of just blossomed from there. I also see that you have a clothing line, and I think you mentioned it uh, earlier in this podcast. But can you talk a little bit about that? What you know, what it is. Uh, why did you start it? And what type of happiness does it bring you? Yeah, well, a few years ago, I decided to sew myself a pair of pajamas that I just couldn't find online or any in any shop I'd ever been in. And I, I don't want to embarrass you. So I'm going to try to use pretty general terms here. But the pajamas that I like have a second layer sewn in up top to give a little more support and coverage. And they're really easy to find in tank top form, but they're harder to find in cool weather pajamas or nightgowns, etc. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to make some of these for myself. And while I was making them, I realized, hmm, if I want them, maybe other people do too. So then I went down the path of finding out how to get a clothing line manufactured. I took an apparel production course online, and then I found a pattern maker, and I went from there. And now I have a six-piece line of warm weather loungewear that's available at shelfyshop.com. It's called Shelfies because the second layer that's sewn in up top is often called a shelf bra. And the website is shelfyshop.com, S-H-E-L-F-I-E-S-H-O-P-P-E.com. I'm currently in development for my cool weather line, and I am running low on stock for my warm weather line and have just ordered another batch from the factory, so that will be coming soon. But the website also has a email me when it's back in stock button. So you can go in and see what you would like to purchase and sign up for first dibs on those things when they come back in stock. It's really interesting because I just kind of did it out of necessity. I started by saying, I want this. I can't find it. I'm going to make it. And then it was such a fun expression of my creative side that I hadn't really paid any attention to for several years previous. I had been in medical school and residency and practicing medicine and then mothering babies. And I just kind of finally come out of that fog and remembered how much I love fabric. I love patterns. I love sewing. I love clothes. So it was just kind of perfect. It literally brings me daily happiness. I'll wake up and then I'll think, oh, I want to do this for Shelfie Shop today, or I have this new idea. And even the customer service brings me so much happiness because I can send women clothes that feel like pajamas and look like streetwear. They can feel confident if somebody rings their doorbell and they're at home in their loungewear, or if they even have to run to the store, they don't necessarily have to change. And these clothes feel so cozy. It's exactly what I love to hang around the house in. And, you know, if they buy something that isn't just right, and then they email me and say, I'm having this problem, I love saying, ooh, I think you should try this other style and maybe we'll adjust the size a little bit and then perhaps it'll be just right for you. And I've had so many experiences where, yes, then they're thrilled and they're loyal customers after that. So it's just everything I love, creativity and fabric and sewing and clothes and design and then also being able to support my customers. Wow, that's amazing. And I think you're the first person I've ever, um, you know, heard that's so passionate about customer service uh, and that that actually loves doing that, loves talking back to customers, not like in a bad way or anything, but getting their feedback, trying to fix it and trying to, you know, build that relationship. So that that's really awesome. And just hearing your story and hearing the passion you have behind this, you know, I feel like this is going to be very successful and it seems like it's, you know, exactly what... Uh, you want to do and kind of fits 
you know, your personality and everything. So that that's really awesome. And, you know, I hope that this thing brings you nothing but a lot of success. And most importantly, I hope it brings you happiness, right? Um, now, my last question to you is that, you know, you being a physician, and from hearing from today's podcast, such a positive person, so a physician, and such a positive person, what is your one piece of advice you would give to someone for staying happy? Oh, well, thank you so much. Yeah, it's been a real journey. It wasn't easy. It was a three year process. And having inventory online finally is so exciting. Well, I think a lot of happiness is a mindset. And I am fortunate. I'm kind of an optimist and a positive person by nature. But I, I also do actually have clinical depression. And I tend I can tend towards getting into a really awful funk. So I, I would say I think the most important things to do to stay happy are get enough rest. I, th- I don't think you can do anything well without enough rest. I think rest is the foundation, not just sleep, but rest. I finally learned how to let myself rest, and I'm definitely a better person for it. But I also do think you need more sleep than you think you need, and you need to really commit yourself to figuring out how to supply yourself with the sleep you need. The second thing is to move your body every day, even if it is to take a lap around the grocery store before you start filling your cart or park at the back of the parking lot and hightail it to the store instead of parking as close as you can find. Or, you know, when you run out to the mailbox to get your mail, just hang a left and head down the road for a while and, and smell the smells and notice what you can see outside. And I definitely think moving your body and being outside is, is so important for happiness. I think that undergirding of, of my sense of joy, which is a little bit different to me than a feeling of happiness, is that I ha- have faith in my creator and I know where my eternity lies. And that to me brings me peace and joy and happiness that day-to-day things can't supply. And I'm an, I tend to be kind of an anxious person by nature, but I'm not anxious about my eternity because I know all about it. And if you want to find out more about my thoughts on that, I have an episode on my podcast that explains a little more about that. And you can find that at fancyfreepodcast.com slash hope. I think for day-to-day happiness, we definitely need to watch our mindset because if you if we can focus on the things that are going well and the amusing things, I mean, things that aren't going well, a lot of times are funny if you look at them from a humorous perspective. And if you think about, oh my gosh, I'm going to tell so-and-so about this, and not in, a, in like a grumpy or fuming or venting way, but in, in an amusing way, like try to make them laugh while you tell them. That kind of changes the way you look at circumstances. I really liked your answer there because you gave such basic, simple things that we can do. Uh, For example, when I get a good amount of sleep and good rest, that day is when I'm the most happiest. And, you know, with everything going on, we're so isolated right now. A lot of times we spent in our room or our house. We don't really go out. We're not meeting people. But even like a quick walk around the neighborhood or just, you know, like you said, going to the grocery store, parking a little bit further, taking that extra walk, just being active. It does make you happy. I have to agree with that. And um, that's why I said I really like 
you know, your answer. And I think it's, it's so simple and it's so easy to do to achieve our daily happiness. Well, anyways, thank you, Joanne, for coming on our show and sharing your story and sharing your positivity on this podcast. I think you spread positivity everywhere and our listeners definitely felt that through their headphones or speakers. Um, But before we sign off, why don't you let people know? I think you mentioned it a few times, but one more last time. Why don't you let people know where they can find more information about you and listen to your podcast? So yes, I hope our chat has helped you to make your day-to-day life a little happier. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. This has been really fun. You can find me at fancyfreepodcast.com. That's where you can listen to all my podcast episodes. Fancy Free Podcast is also available on all podcast platforms. Definitely subscribe to not miss a show. My regular episodes drop every Monday, but I oftentimes will do an extra bonus episode on a Wednesday or Thursday throughout the week, and those are fun too. You can also find me at shelfyshop.com. That's S-H-E-L-F-I-E-S-H-O-P-P-E.com. Not because I'm fancy, but because shop without the extra P-E was already taken when I went to get my, my domain. Thirdly, you can find me at CozyClothesBlog.com, C-O-Z-Y-C-L-O-T-H-E-S-B-L-O-G.com. That's where I have sort of chronicled the process of the clothing line coming to life. And from those three websites, you can link to all my socials, and I would absolutely love to hear from you. Again, thank you, Joanne, for coming on our show. And like I said, spreading all this positivity all over Happy Dose. So thank you very much. And anyone listening that wants to check out and listen to more positive stuff that Joanne has and all her funny stories, definitely go check out her podcast. And all the links that she just mentioned, you know, to her podcast, to her clothing line, all those websites, we are going to have linked in our podcast description. So no matter where you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, our website, wherever it may be, go ahead, look in the podcast description or show notes, and it's going to have the links to everything. Oh, Nikesh, thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Now, guys, let's all thank Joanne. And like I said, if you guys like it, go ahead and listen to our podcast. I listen to it as well, and I love it. Um, But again, I want to thank you guys for listening to this episode. And if you want to join on our mission, our mission is to spread positive positivity. I didn't say that right. Let me say it again. Our mission is to spread positivity all throughout the world. We want global happiness. Me and Satish both want to put a smile on every single person's face, as many people as we can. But we cannot do this alone. We can't do it without your help. So if you guys really enjoyed this episode and it put a smile on your face, it made you laugh, go ahead and share this with your friends and family. Let's put a smile on their faces as well. And if you want to join in on our mission, this mission of putting a smile on everyone's face, and you don't want to miss out on an episode, there's two things you need to do. First thing, no matter where you're listening to us on, Spotify, Apple, you know, Google, iHeartRadio, it might be anywhere, right? Go ahead and click that subscribe button. You want to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out. The next thing you want to do 
and this is for, you know, if you want to be the first person to listen to our podcast, is go ahead and go to our website. The link is again in the description and fill out your email. That's all you need to do is put in your email and sign up to our newsletter. Our newsletter is just us sending out soon as our podcast becomes available, you get an email and you can start listening to it right now. Again, guys, I want to thank you guys for listening and thank you for joining us on our journey to spread this global happiness. Thank you for listening, folks. This podcast has been powered by Podmeal. Podmeal, home of the best podcast hosting on planet Earth. If you want to start your own podcast, visit podmeo.com. That's P-O-D-M-I-O.com. Until next time, stay happy and keep smiling.